0: Question 85, part 1, of Summa Theologica, Pars Prima, on Man. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Summa Theologica, Pars Prima, on Man, by St. Thomas Aquinas. Translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 85. Of the Mode and Order of Understanding, in Eight Articles, Part 1. We come now to consider the Mode and Order of Understanding. Under this heading, there are eight points of inquiry. 1. Whether our intellect understands by abstracting the species from the phantasms. 2 whether the intelligible species abstracted from the phantasms are what our intellect understands, or that whereby it understands? 3. Whether our intellect naturally first understands the more universal? 4. Whether our intellect can know many things at the same time? 5. Whether our intellect understands by the process of composition and division? 6 whether the intellect can err? 7. Whether one intellect can understand better than another? 8. Whether our intellect understands the indivisible before the divisible? First article, question 85, article 1. Whether our intellect understands corporeal and material things by abstraction from phantasms? Objection 1 it would seem that our intellect does not understand corporeal and material things by abstraction from the phantasms for the intellect is false if it understands an object otherwise than as it really is now the forms of material things do not exist as abstracted from the particular things represented by the phantasms therefore if we understand material things by abstraction of the species from the phantasm there will be error in the intellect objection to further material things are those natural things which include matter in their definition but nothing can be understood apart from that which enters into its definition therefore material things cannot be understood apart from matter now matter is the principle of individualization therefore material things cannot be understood by abstraction of the universal from the particular which is the process whereby the intelligible species is abstracted from the phantasm objection three further the philosopher says on the soul three seven that the phantasm is to the intellectual soul what colour is to the sight but seeing is not caused by abstraction of species from color, but by color impressing itself on the sight. Therefore neither does the act of understanding take place by abstraction of something from the phantasm, but by the phantasm impressing itself on the intellect. OBJECTION 4 Further, the philosopher says, on the soul 3, 5, there are two things in the intellectual soul the passive intellect and the active intellect. But it does not belong to the passive intellect to abstract the intelligible species from the phantasm, but to receive them when abstracted. Neither does it seem to be the function of the active intellect which is related to the phantasm, as light is to color, since light does not abstract anything from color, but rather streams onto it. Therefore in no way do we understand by abstraction from phantasms objection five further the philosopher on the soul three seven says that the intellect understands the species in the phantasm and not therefore by abstraction on the contrary the philosopher says on the soul three four that things are intelligible in proportion as they are separate from matter therefore material things must needs be understood according as they are abstracted from matter and from material images namely phantasms i answer that as stated above question eighty four article seven the object of knowledge is proportionate to the power of knowledge now there are three grades of the cognitive powers for one cognitive power namely the sense is the act of a corporeal organ and therefore the object of every sensitive power is a form as existing in corporeal matter and since such matter is the principle of individuality therefore every power of the sensitive part can only have knowledge of the individual there is another grade of cognitive power which is neither the act of a corporeal organ or in any way connected with corporeal matter such is the angelic intellect the object of whose cognitive power is therefore a form existing apart from matter. For though angels know material things, they do not know them save in something immaterial, namely, either in themselves or in God. But the human intellect holds a middle place, for it is not the act of an organ. Yet it is a power of the soul which is the form of the body, as is clear from what we have said above. Question 76. Article 1 and therefore it is proper to it to know a form existing individually in corporeal matter but not as existing in this individual matter but to know what is in individual matter not as existing in such matter is to abstract the form from individual matter which is represented by the phantasms therefore we must needs say that our intellect understands material things by abstracting from the phantasms and through material things thus considered we acquire some knowledge of immaterial things just as on the contrary angels know material things through the immaterial but plato considering only the immateriality of the human intellect and not its being in a way united to the body held that the objects of the intellect are separate ideas and that we understand not by abstraction but by participating things abstract, as stated above. Question 84, Article 1. Reply Objection 1. Abstraction may occur in two ways. First, by way of composition and division. Thus we may understand that one thing does not exist in some other, or that it is separate therefrom. Secondly, by way of simple and absolute consideration. Thus we understand one thing without considering the other. Thus for the intellect, to abstract one from another, things which are not really abstract from one another, does in the first mode of abstraction imply falsehood. But in the second mode of abstraction, for the intellect to abstract things which are not really abstract from one another, does not involve falsehood, as clearly appears in the case of the senses. For if we understood or said that colour is not in a coloured body, or that it is separate from it, there would be error in this opinion or assertion. But if we consider colour and its properties, without reference to the apple which is coloured, or if we express in word what we thus understand, there is no error in such an opinion or assertion, because an apple is not essential to colour, and therefore colour can be understood independently of the apple. Likewise the things which belong to the species of a material thing such as a stone or a man or a horse can be thought of apart from the individualizing principles which do not belong to the notion of the species this is what we mean by abstracting the universal from the particular or the intelligible species from the phantasm that is by considering the nature of the species apart from its individual qualities represented by the phantasms if therefore the intellect is said to be false when it understands a thing otherwise than it is that is so if the word otherwise refers to the thing understood for the intellect is false when it understands a thing otherwise than as it is and so the intellect would be false if it abstracted the species of a stone from its matter in such a way as to regard the species as not existing in matter as plato held but it is not so, if the word otherwise, be taken as referring to the one who understands. For it is quite true that the mode of understanding, in one who understands, is not the same as the mode of a thing in existing, since the thing understood is immaterially in the one who understands, according to the mode of the intellect, and not materially according to the mode of a material thing. REPLY OBJECTION TO some have thought that the species of a natural thing is a form only and that matter is not part of the species if that were so matter would not enter into the definition of natural things therefore it must be said otherwise that matter is twofold common and signate or individual common such as flesh and bone and individual as this flesh and these bones The intellect therefore abstracts the species of a natural thing from the individual sensible matter, but not from the common sensible matter. For example, it abstracts the species of man from this flesh and these bones, which do not belong to the species as such, but to the individual, metaphysics 7, didascally six ten, and need not be considered in the species, whereas the species of man cannot be abstracted by the intellect from flesh and bones mathematical species however can be abstracted by the intellect from sensible matter not only from individual but also from common matter not from common intelligible matter but only from individual matter for sensible matter is corporeal matter as subject to sensible qualities such as being cold or hot hard or soft and the like while intelligible matter is substance as subject to quantity. Now it is manifest that quantity is in substance, before other sensible qualities are. Hence quantities, such as number, dimension and figures, which are the terminations of quantity, can be considered apart from the sensible qualities, and this is to abstract them from sensible matter. But they cannot be considered without understanding the substance, which is subject to the quantity for that would be to abstract them from common intelligible matter, yet they can be considered apart from this or that substance, for that is to abstract them from individual intelligible matter. But some things can be abstracted even from common intelligible matter, such as being, unity, power, act, and the like. All these can exist without matter, as is plain regarding immaterial things because plato failed to consider the twofold kind of abstraction as above explained odd one he held that all those things which we have stated to be abstracted by the intellect are abstract in reality reply objection three colors as being in individual corporeal matter have the same mode of existence as the power of sight therefore they can impress their own image on the eye but phantasms since they are images of individuals and in corporeal organs have not the same mode of existence as the human intellect and therefore have not the power of themselves to make an impression on the passive intellect this is done by the power of active intellect which by turning towards the phantasm produces in the passive intellect a certain likeness which represents as to its specific conditions only the thing reflected in the phantasm it is thus that the intelligible species is said to be abstracted from the phantasm not that the identical form which previously was in the phantasm is subsequently in the passive intellect as a body transferred from one place to another reply objection for not only does the active intellect throw light on the phantasm it does more By its own power, it abstracts the intelligible species from the phantasm. It throws light on the phantasm, because, just as the sensitive part acquires a greater power by its conjunction with the intellectual part, so by the power of the active intellect, the phantasms are made more fit for the abstraction therefrom of intelligible intentions. Furthermore, the active intellect abstracts the intelligible species from the phantasm, forasmuch as by the power of the active intellect we are able to disregard the conditions of individuality and to take into our consideration the specific nature the image of which informs the passive intellect reply objection five our intellect both abstracts the intelligible species from the phantasms inasmuch as it considers the natures of things in universal and nevertheless understands these natures in the phantasms, since it cannot understand even the things of which it abstracts the species, without turning to the phantasms, as we have said above. Question 84. Article 7. Second Article. Question 85. Article 2. Whether the intelligible species abstracted from the phantasm is related to our intellect as that which is understood... Objection 1. It would seem that the intelligible species abstracted from the phantasm is related to our intellect as that which is understood. For the understood in act is in the one who understands, since the understood in act is the intellect itself in act. But nothing of what is understood is in the intellect actually understanding, save the abstracted intelligible species. Therefore this species is what is actually understood. OBJECTION 2 Further, what is actually understood must be in something, else it would be nothing. But it is not in something outside of the soul. For, since what is outside the soul is material, nothing therein can be actually understood. Therefore what is actually understood is in the intellect. Consequently, it can be nothing else than the aforesaid intelligible species. OBJECTION 3 Further, the philosopher says, One on interpretation, One. Words are signs of the passions in the soul. But words signify the things understood, for we express by word what we understand. Therefore these passions of the soul, namely the intelligible species, are what is actually understood. On the contrary, the intelligible species is to the intellect what the sensible image is to the sense but the sensible image is not what is perceived but rather that by which sense perceives therefore the intelligible species is not what is actually understood but that by which the intellect understands i answer that some have asserted that our intellectual faculties know only the impression made on them as for example that sense is cognizant only of the impression made on its own organ according to this theory the intellect understands only its own impression namely the intelligible species which it has received so that this species is what is understood this is however manifestly false for two reasons first because the things we understand are the objects of science therefore if what we understand is merely the intelligible species in the soul it would follow that every science would not be concerned with objects outside the soul but only with the intelligible species within the soul thus according to the teaching of the platonists all science is about ideas which they held to be actually understood question eighty four article one secondly it is untrue because it would lead to the opinion of the ancients who maintain that whatever seems is true aristotle metaphysics three five and that consequently contradictories are true simultaneously for if the faculty knows its own impression only it can judge of that only now a thing seems according to the impression made on the cognitive faculty Consequently, the cognitive faculty will always judge of its own impression as such, and so every judgment will be true. For instance, if taste perceived only its own impression, when anyone with a healthy taste perceives that honey is sweet, he would judge truly. And if anyone with a corrupt taste perceives that honey is bitter, this would be equally true. For each would judge according to the impression on his taste, Thus every opinion would be equally true, in fact, every sort of apprehension. Therefore it must be said that the intelligible species is related to the intellect as that by which it understands, which is proved thus. There is a twofold action, metaphysics 9, didascally 8, 8, one which remains in the agent, for instance, to see and to understand and another which passes into an external object. For instance, to heat and to cut. And each of these actions proceeds in virtue of some form. And as the form from which proceeds an act, tending to something external, is the likeness of the object of the action, as heat in the heater is a likeness of the thing heated, so the form from which proceeds an action, remaining in the agent, is the likeness of the object hence that by which the sight sees is the likeness of the visible thing and the likeness of the thing understood that is the intelligible species is the form by which the intellect understands but since the intellect reflects upon itself by such reflection it understands both its own act of intelligence and the species by which it understands thus the intelligible species is that which is understood secondarily but that which is primarily understood is the object, of which the species is the likeness. This also appears from the opinion of the ancient philosophers, who said that, Like is known by like. For they said that the soul knows the earth outside itself by the earth within itself, and so of the rest. If, therefore, we take the species of the earth instead of the earth, according to Aristotle, on the soul 3, 8, who says, that a stone is not in the soul but only the likeness of the stone it follows that the soul knows external things by means of its intelligible species reply objection one the thing understood is in the intellect by its own likeness and it is in this sense that we say that the thing actually understood is the intellect in act because the likeness of the thing understood is the form of the intellect as the likeness of a sensible thing is the form of the sense in act hence it does not follow that the intelligible species abstracted is actually understood but rather that it is the likeness thereof reply objection to in these words the thing actually understood there is a double implication the thing which is understood and the fact that it is understood in like manner the words abstract universal, imply two things, the nature of a thing and its abstraction or universality. Therefore the nature itself to which it occurs to be understood, abstracted or considered as universal, is only in individuals. But that it is understood, abstracted or considered as universal, is in the intellect. We see something similar to this in the senses for the sight sees the colour of the apple apart from its smell if therefore it be asked where is the colour which is seen apart from the smell it is quite clear that the colour which is seen is only in the apple but that it be perceived apart from the smell this is owing to the sight forasmuch as the faculty of sight receives the likeness of colour and not of smell in like manner humanity understood is only in this or that man but that humanity be apprehended without conditions of individuality, that is, that it be abstracted and consequently considered as universal, occurs to humanity inasmuch as it is brought under the consideration of the intellect, in which there is a likeness of the specific nature, but not of the principles of individuality. REPLY OBJECTION 3 There are two operations in the sensitive part one in regard of impression only and thus the operation of the senses takes place by the senses being impressed by the sensible the other is formation inasmuch as the imagination forms for itself an image of an absent thing or even of something never seen both of these operations are found in the intellect for in the first place there is the passion of the passive intellect as informed by the intelligible species and then the passive intellect thus informed forms a definition or a division or a composition expressed by a word wherefore the concept conveyed by a word is its definition and a proposition conveys the intellect's division or composition words do not therefore signify the intelligible species themselves but that which the intellect forms for itself for the purpose of judging of external things third article question eighty five article three whether the more universal is first in our intellectual cognition objection one it would seem that the more universal is not first in our intellectual cognition for what is first and more known in its own nature is secondarily and less known in relation to ourselves but universals come first as regards their nature because That is first which does not involve the existence of its correlative. CATEGORIES 9 Therefore the universals are secondarily known, as regards our intellect. OBJECTION 2 Further, the composition precedes the simple in relation to us, but universals are the more simple, therefore they are known secondarily by us. OBJECTION 3 Further, the philosopher says, physics one one that the object defined comes in our knowledge before the parts of its definition but the more universal is the part of the definition of the less universal as animal is part of the definition of man therefore the universals are secondarily known by us objection for further we know causes and principles by their effects but universals are principles therefore universals are secondarily known by us. On the contrary, we must proceed from the universal to the singular and individual. Physics 1, 1. I answer that, in our knowledge there are two things to be considered. First, that intellectual knowledge in some degree arises from sensible knowledge, and, because sense has singular and individual things for its object, and intellect has the universal for its object. It follows that our knowledge of the former comes before our knowledge of the latter. Secondly, we must consider that our intellect proceeds from a state of potentiality to a state of actuality, and every power thus proceeding from potentiality to actuality comes first to an incomplete act, which is the medium between potentiality and actuality, before accomplishing the perfect act. The perfect act of the intellect is complete knowledge, when the object is distinctly and determinately known, whereas the incomplete act is imperfect knowledge, when the object is known indistinctly, and as it were, confusedly. A thing thus imperfectly known, is known partly in act and partly in potentiality, and hence the philosopher says, Physics 1, 1, that what is manifest and certain is known to us at first confusedly afterwards we know it by distinguishing its principles and elements now it is evident that to know an object that comprises many things without proper knowledge of each thing contained in it is to know that thing confusedly in this way we can have knowledge not only of the universal whole which contains parts potentially but also of the integral whole for each whole can be known confusedly without its parts being known but to know distinctly what is contained in the universal whole is to know the less common as to animal indistinctly is to know as animal whereas to know animal distinctly is to know it as rational or irrational animal that is to know a man or a lion therefore our intellect knows animal before it knows man and the same reason holds in comparing any more universal idea with the less universal moreover as sense like the intellect proceeds from the potentiality to act the same order of knowledge appears in the senses for by sense we judge of the more common before the less common in reference both to place and time in reference to place when a thing is seen afar off it is seen to be a body before it is seen to be an animal and to be an animal before it is seen to be a man and to be a man before it is seen to be socrates or plato and the same is true as regards time for a child can distinguish man from not man before he distinguishes this man from that and therefore children at first call men fathers and later on distinguish each one from the others physics one one the reason of this is clear because he who knows a thing indistinctly is in a state of potentiality, as regards its principle of distinction, as he who knows genus is in a state of potentiality, as regards difference. Thus it is evident that indistinct knowledge is midway between potentiality and act. We must therefore conclude that knowledge of the singular and individual is prior, as regards us, to the knowledge of the universal as sensible knowledge is prior to intellectual knowledge. But in both sense and intellect, the knowledge of the more common precedes the knowledge of the less common. Reply Objection 1 The universal can be considered in two ways. First, the universal nature may be considered together with the intention of universality, and since the intention of universality, namely the relation of one and the same to many, is due to intellectual abstraction the universal thus considered is a secondary consideration hence it is said on soul one one that the universal animal is either nothing or something secondary but according to plato who held that universals are subsistent the universal considered thus would be prior to the particular for the latter according to him are mere participations of the subsistent universals which he called ideas secondly the universal can be considered in the nature itself for instance animality or humanity as existing in the individual and thus we must distinguish two orders of nature one by way of generation and time and thus the imperfect and the potential come first in this way the more common comes first in the order of nature as appears clearly in the generation of man and animal for the animal is generated before man as the philosopher says generation of animals two three the other order is the order of perfection or of the intention of nature for instance act considered absolutely is naturally prior to potentiality and the perfect to the imperfect thus the less common comes naturally before the more common as man comes before animal for the intention of nature does not stop at the generation of animal but goes on to the generation of man reply objection to the more common universal may be compared to the less common as the whole and as the part As the whole, considering that the more universal is potentially contained, not only the less universal, but also other things, as in animal is contained not only man, but also horse. As part, considering that the less common contains in its idea, not only the more common, but also more, as man contains not only animal, but also rational therefore animal in itself comes into our knowledge before man but man comes before animal considered as part of the same idea reply objection three a part can be known in two ways first absolutely considered in itself and thus nothing prevents the parts being known before the whole as stones are known before a house is known secondly as belonging to a certain whole and thus we must needs know the whole before its parts. For we know a house vaguely before we know its different parts. So likewise principles of definition are known before the thing defined is known. Otherwise the thing defined would not be known at all, but as parts of the definition they are known after. For we know man vaguely as man before we know how to distinguish all that belongs to human nature. Reply Objection 4 the universal, as understood with the intention of universality, is indeed in a way a principle of knowledge, in so far as the intention of universality results from the mode of understanding by way of abstraction. But what is a principle of knowledge is not of necessity a principle of existence, as Plato thought, since at times we know a cause through its effect, and substance through accidents wherefore the universal thus considered according to the opinion of aristotle is neither a principle of existence nor a substance as he makes clear metaphysics seven did six thirteen but if we consider the generic or specific nature itself as existing in the singular thus in a way it is in the nature of a formal principle in regard to the singulars for the singular is the result of matter, while the idea of species is from the form. But the generic nature is compared to the specific nature, rather after the fashion of a material principle, because the generic nature is taken from that which is material in a thing, while the idea of species is taken from that which is formal. Thus the notion of animal is taken from the sensitive part, whereas the notion of man is taken from the intellectual part thus it is that the ultimate intention of nature is to the species and not to the individual or the genus because the form is the end of generation while matter is for the sake of the form neither is it necessary that as regards us knowledge of any cause or principle should be secondary since at times through sensible causes we become acquainted with unknown effects and sometimes conversely end of question eighty five part one